This episode of MBSing is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked me not to read an ad, so I'm just going to thank them for their constant friendship and support. Enjoy the show. I do my head toss, check my nails. Baby, how you feeling? Hello, welcome to MBSing. I'm your host, Mary Beth Smith. My guests today are Asher Perlman and John Sabine, and they talk to me about their love of or at least interest in, intrigue by uh, the decision-making process, making decisions, uh, what paths you have to go down, the tedium that is weighing one's options, pros and cons, etc. They do a great job of breaking down what led them to this point, especially considering the fact that they work together a lot comedically and are great friends, but couldn't find much crossover in terms of uh, topic. So they decided to make the conversation about that process, especially since I really do think their lists reflected an interest in uh, this kind of thing. Uh, You know, we had talk of parallel universes in here. It's a really great conversation. I really enjoyed it. These are two such fun, nice guys. And uh, if you want to check out their other stuff, if you found this conversation entertaining, I encourage you strongly uh, to check out Asher and John Try Comedy. Uh, It's a medium that just has a conglomeration of all their written work um, and they trade off and work on some things together and it's super fun for some quick reads. If you want to see a live comedy show, you can catch those boys in improvising with the Improvised Shakespeare Company at the IO Theater. And you can see my improv on Thursday nights at 9.30 at the Annoyance Theater that is the fishbowl. You come and put your student ID into a fishbowl, get the opportunity to play with some performers and teachers and veterans at the annoyance itself. If you're not an improv student, you can still come and check out the show. Uh, it's, it's a good time. You know, my team hosts will close it out, send you out into the night and having a good Friday, thinking about the great comedy show you saw the night before. And then, hey, maybe you'll feel so jazzy you want to check out Improvised Shakespeare that Friday night. That'd be pretty cool. Inject some live comedy into your lives. Hopefully, these boys inject some pre-recorded comedy into your ears because I know that uh, this conversation had me thinking and talking about some of the topics for days to come. So enjoy. Got your back. Got your back. Got your back. Thank you so much. <sighs> but I think it's one of the reasons we're drawn to improv too. I don't know. I don't know if you want to get like meta. We absolutely you. will, and I think that what? I didn't. I didn't think about that. Um, Initially, but I love the idea that that's where it can go. What's the idea? What's the opposite of meta? Literal? Um, meta? No. I think it's... Wait, meta? I don't think so. I think it's like in the world. Right. I think that's... Because I would define meta as exploring the medium that you're a part of. Commenting on itself. But almost like bird's eye from the outside, right? Yeah, or, or from or from the inside. Maybe the this proverbial is maybe fourth this wall. is the topic. <laughs> no, I, oh, <laughs> the topic is topics. And actually, right now the topic is kind of topic. <laughs> yeah, that was the fun part. Was I was like, well, if we do that, then we'll at least get to throw around the kinds of things that you guys uh, might have landed on. What, what's the craziest uh, 
person someone's come in with and you've had it like don't oh maybe but like you've been like okay and then it turned out to be really great or like something that like you were like did not expect the one that i was the most nervous to do was absolutely clayton margerson because he wanted to talk about sex and no he didn't yeah he absolutely did can i listen to this yeah yeah this was like two years ago probably oh my it was a it was a while ago like he was already dating nicole i'm like Uh, sweating yeah i know so he told me he wanted to do that and like i think i don't know if he was kind of like daring me into do it i definitely think that was a part of it and i was like bound and determined to force him to be the one who talked about it and like i wouldn't have to like talk about anything personally and you know like 30 I would say 30-ish minutes in, he was like, oh, I've been uh, talking about my uh, experience with this a lot. And I was like, yeah, you brought the topic, bro. <laughs> like, I never this, said that I was going to like. Is this like that's... Sovereign Clayton? Like, is this like, <laughs> yeah. he was, that's a different, I feel like now he wouldn't do that. Yeah, I think it probably was when that was still like, uh, he, we've actually like joked about it since then because I'll see him on I, occasion. I'm going to see him tonight and, <laughs> and I will for sure talk about it. I mean, I'm not going to see him tonight, but I'll text him about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely the one that, like you said, I was like sweating. Um, I was yeah. really nervous. <laughs> Who's been the one that's like the biggest like incongruency of like person who you thought they were oh. and they brought in like, you know, like, like yeah. damn. Mm. That's such a good question. I did not expect that from you. Yeah, I mean, Clayton might also win. Uh, <laughs> Double trophy. That's really funny. Um, gosh, that's a really good question. It's really, I always like trying to uh, kind of not necessarily guess, but like ballpark what someone might. I don't know. I think it is a really telling thing about people's personalities because usually whatever people land on, they're like all about it. And wow. they, they're just like so jazzed to talk about it. Very interesting. That's, I'm, I'm, I admire that. <laughs> I'm dying to know now. And I don't know if, am, am, am I wasting too much time? No, this is fine. Okay. You're fine. Do we um, have a deadline? Um, I need to be out by like 9.30 at the oh, latest, we, which is, yeah, we have, do, let's, let's fill it. Let's fill it. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're going right up. We're going. I, I'm pretty good at let's like a record. keeping my eye on okay. the, on the clock. Um, this just is too much fun already. from a while of doing it. Um, so I, uh, I don't think that's something you guys should be worried about. Okay. Well, I won't, I won't worry about it, but I do have a question. Yeah. I've, we have really started to really that burden of, of, of that burden. <laughs> But thank you Good. for thank you for taking on the I'm entire. Glad. Thank you for giving us the freedom to do this. Yes. You're welcome. <sighs> you have empowered us to not worry. Um, <laughs> but I have a question because you just said that whenever a guest is coming in, you uh, immediately start thinking about what you think they would bring in. Mm. So, I mean, I have. Oh, to ask, what did I? Think what did you think I would bring in? And also, what did you think John would bring in? I knew John really loved basketball that's true so i like literally told him that when we were trading emails i was like oh i thought you know i was like well i know you like basketball so these are some episodes that i've done in the past about basketball and then i think i knew that you liked pro wrestling too yeah god it's so nice that you have like specific tastes oh it's so nice like i stopped like growing at like <laughs> 12 yeah like it's like my likes are all like the same things like wrote my yearbook <laughs> uh, yeah like i remember so for for uh 
another like case in point on that was Jeff Murdoch talked about just music he liked when he was in high school. <laughs> oh, I, but I, I was I, that's fascinating. Yeah, it, it, you could because he was like a music like he was a musician though too. I, so. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, it also it was like it happened to be episode forty one. Was so, it Dave Matthews? Uh, some forty one. Like, some forty one. Oh, it was like very like it. pop punk and uh, wow, like uh, like a lot of pop punk. And he brought his computer and would like play a song every once in a while and it was all just like uh there was some like you know rock rap in there it was all trash um, i love that but you know it's the music that he'll still be at a party and put on a smash mouth song like totally unironically and everyone loves it and that, i wow. think i feel like jeff just like thrives on that that's incredible but you know i mean they say that um i can't remember the exact age i think it's like 28 or t- or earlier your musical taste is effectively locked in. Yeah. So when you do I find new that. bands, it's bands that fit within the the walls that you've already. That's why Spotify like discovery stuff is like amazing because it's like stuff we know you kind of like, and it's just like then you will like this other thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I would have guessed that you would talk oh, about. Oh, you didn't have a whole list. Sex. I was really hoping you would have. Yeah, would, would you have I really sex? do. I mean, I know you <laughs> joked about like starter, but I think I probably would have thought something literary for some reason. Huh. I don't know. So, what basketball and for us, do you have, like, something an, literary. Do you have like an English background or did I just like t- make that up totally? I don't. I actually, um, reading uh, fiction is something that I'm pretty new to. Oh, interesting. But I'm enjoying it. Um, maybe I could have talked about my newfound Your love new for, love Are you reading fiction? fiction right now? I am reading fiction right now. What are you reading? I'm reading Dune for the first Whoa. time. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Washington Post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I read fiction every morning on my phone alerts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little short story yeah. every single yeah. day. Oh, David Brooks. That's my favorite. That's my C.S. Lewis. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, Is Dune good? Dune is great. I think it's um, it's the movie, right? Those are the same thing, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It was for yeah. Um, I actually didn't know this. It was a mini series. It was published in uh, like I think it was in a magazine. Yeah, so it was like oh. it, it came out in small parts. I wouldn't have known that either. You can kind of well, maybe does it kind of like ebb and flow in the way that it's like. Well, see, the thing is, I'm I say it does. But I wonder if but you, you know it now. But it's because yeah. I know it. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. so. Now I'm looking for evidence. I think. Right. You sound smart, though. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll stick to it. <laughs> um, but it is, it's it's great. And um, I'm not a sci fi guy yeah, in I'm movies not. or in, in anything. Uh-huh. So it's kind of pushing me in the a lot limit. of ways. Yeah. You're a fi guy. What'd you say? You're turning into a fi guy. What'd you say? A fi guy. What's a fi guy? Just the fiction part. Just oh, yeah, fiction. just fi. <laughs> The five stands for fiction, right? Yeah, five. Yeah. So, but it's not science fiction. <laughs> it should be sci-fi. Sci-fi. Isn't, didn't they change the name of the network to... Sci-fi. S- yeah, it's like S-Y-F-Y. S- yeah. And they're like, it's nothing to do with sci-fi now. Sif- I was like, well, then what does that have to do with Yeah, well, then why Syphilis does this network exist? fallopian <laughs> We gotta change that again. <laughs> Google. Uh, but Mary Beth, if I'm a fi guy, you are a sci woman. Because yeah. you're an actual scientist. There's an element of psi to my element purse. <laughs> Science. Science. No, I get it. No, Are you? Well, you're, that's like uh, your. I by day I do science stuff. Yeah. What's the best and what's the worst part of science? 
The best is, and the reason that I think I got into science in the first place is uh, I love the structure of it. Like, I love that there are, like, rules to how science works, and I love knowing how things work. And physical, I was a chemistry major, and physical chemistry, like, the study of how molecules move and stuff was fascinating to me. Because that's, like, the string theory and things like that, that's all physical chemistry. That's, like the the smallest elements of how the world works basically uh, so i think it's and then like i always hated english <laughs> and like other i didn't really like and so that's uh you know I, we all, as she stares at us <laughs> completely blank stuck on string theory and we're just like yeah her eyes just went bloodshot we gave her nothing and she, had, and she had two human two human souls across the table from her There's, and we gave her nothing there were two puddles of sweat we were like underneath right, the a- boys Asher you take you take the string theory oh yeah you gotta you gotta love that part of science <laughs> our brains are just our brains oh, are just buffering the oh <laughs> we're trying we to are process so unbelievable. not enough funny. RAM to handle this <laughs> type um, of information so. I gotta delete some photos. <laughs> how is how does messages taking up nine gigabytes? <laughs> Who am I talking to? Is literally, you gotta go in and downloading that media. podcasts. <laughs> Bitmoji fucked me. I just fucking find. I just found out that I was downloading all my podcasts, so I couldn't take any pictures. And then I just stopped that. And they're like, "You have all the space." It's amazing. And I was like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> It's funny that you say that you needed more RAM because I often, uh, my boyfriend and I, I recently was like, oh, our computers match us because, well, his computer has more memory than I did. But the, the like analogy I made was that I have a lot of memory, but I don't have a lot of RAM. So oh, yeah. to, to think of something or to like retrieve something, it's going to be an effort. But he, Your hard drive is full though. Yes, and my hard drive is 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 full and and large. um it's like a sh- a large amount of like shallow knowledge on things yeah. for sure whereas he is like he has probably a smaller hard drive but his ramp he's got like fucking 16 gigs or something he can like do a things he's dumb but he can think of all those things <laughs> So no, fun. he's really He cycles too. through his five facts so fast. I'm, I'm like so a, proud of him. I'm, I'm like an expensive computer, and he's like a, a netbook. <laughs> I mean, you should, you should see. He has three things he knows, and he can tell you all three of them. I'm like a fast. laptop. He and can tie he's his like shoes and also a desktop. Cook. <laughs> no, he's incredible at trivia because if he knows something, he recalls oh, that it is RAM. immediately. That is right. Whereas I, like you guys, <laughs> am like arrested by choice. Oh my so. god, I can't even do anything. I don't even think I, I'm like a, I'm like a razor phone. Like I'm not even. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a hard drive or RAM. Like it's just like uh, I turn tech. on and my battery doesn't go off. I'm a Nokia. I'm like one of those old Nokia's that like doesn't break. I have a snake game, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> but I'm really good at that snake game. And I, and like you, you charge me up, and then I'm go I go for like three days. You know what? That's back when phones were phones. You know, dude, when men were men and phones. Were phones. <laughs> That's the name of your book, right? MAGA. Yeah. yeah. MAGA. Oh my god! Is, this, took, a, is took, this a safe place? It took me MAGA. years to. I was figure. I took, you know how long it took me to figure out that meant make America great again. I didn't know it right away. Either. It, it took. It I, took me. It a while. took me like. And I during the you ele- said years that seems like a during months during the election I like I I, ha- I have not figured it out and I won't for three more years I dipped my toe into like the alt right Twitter <laughs> world because I had yeah. this like fake Twitter account and, I, and it was fascinating and terrifying 
I can't. Uh, and, and, and but like everyone would tweet at me and say MAGA, and I had truly had no clue what it is. And then finally, I had to Google it. I googled it as well because I thought it was because manga. Oh, yeah, yeah, I thought it was is, a manga thing. So I thought it was some sort of manga thing. <laughs> and, and you I was thought like, there was enough like crossover. I th- you know like, that frog? I thought, I thought, you know that frog? Yeah. I thought that frog okay. was an anime. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I was like, oh, that's cartoon. It's like all the guys you would at least expect to be into anime are suddenly it, wearing like. It makes so sense though funny. because like anime, at least like the little bit I've seen is like objectifying women and like it's like a man's world and fantasy and how like they view the world like through their men lens. Like it's like. It's fighting and fucking, and it's like women are just like. And so, like, I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Like, but I don't know. Maybe like anime, that could be like a characterization of anime that that's not fair. Yes, yeah, I, I, I only So maybe it. it's prog- more progressive than, than I think it is. I think it depends on. I, I, what I apologize, you're to Actually, there's so much of it that I feel like it depends on what you're watching. Because I'm sure there are plenty of people who uh, could come to the table and be like, I am incredibly empowered by anime. I feel like there are all these like strong female characters. There probably are. Yeah. I think it just depends on what your I apologize that I abuse clientele is, but I'm not going to like stick up for it because there's also probably plenty that's trash and teaches people the wrong ideas. Um, before we get too much farther, I, uh, we love for you guys to introduce yourselves individually so that people know whose voice is who. Oh, good. John, you first. Hi, I'm John Sabine. This is how my voice sounds. Hi, I'm Asher Perlman, and this is how my voice sounds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I asked you guys to do the show in the same email and told you that you didn't necessarily have to do it together, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we... Uh, we we were thrilled <laughs> to do it together. I we, we insisted upon it. That's great. I'm <laughs> we re- glad. We really did. <laughs> uh, then I'm glad that's where we landed. So your topic results from that experience. Yes, I it would does. Say. Yeah. Do you want me to just just briefly go over it? Please. Okay. So just briefly, and John, you can chime in. Thank at you. Any moment. The top. Yeah. <laughs> At any moment, but that one. Um, so the topic that we want to uh, want to address is decision making, and the inspiration for it is when we were thinking of topics, we had a really hard time making a decision as to which topic we liked them all. We liked. It them wasn't all. like we were fighting about it. Oh, that's like he good. would suggest one, and I'd be like, "That's great," and then he would suggest another one, and I'd be like, "That's also great," and that's kind of how it went. For most of it. I mean, we were texting for days. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds great. But then I was like, oh, I don't know. Also, like, yeah, it was like, but then I started thinking like, oh, I don't know. I, I'm going to, there's stuff I don't know. So I don't want to like talk too much. Like I'd have to like research it. But then I'd probably mess up because I always mess up research. And also, I feel like one of the points of um, of your show is that you want people to bring in topics that they're passionate about already, yeah, right? for Th- sure. And this resonates <laughs> with us because yeah. I feel like, we spend a lot of time together just in our social lives and work lives. And a lot of it is like, should I have done that? A decision. What would you have done? Like, it's, yeah, I, like we, ba- we probably bounce. What would you have done to each other? Probably, I probably bounce to him more than anyone on earth. No, like, it bounces right back. <laughs> That's so funny. So I was like, would you have? And then he's always like, dude, you messed up. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. Uh, what were what did what did you actually what did you suggest? What were your suggestions? We talked. They were really about. cool. And you I, got into fiction. Yeah, they they were really um, 
Well, actually, let's compare and contrast yeah. our list. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, because that will help us um, um, through to the decision-making process of talking about decision-making. Ashley's going to come across looking like a science genius, and I'm going to come across looking like a, 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 like a dog that with sunglasses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, but... That sounds way better. <laughs> Also, to be fair, I was like, you can't do pro wrestling. Someone already did. And I, I feel like there have been so many people since then who it's like made their short list. It's on people the it's who, a renaissance. It's a renaissance. People who like it. One, it's a renaissance for sure. And people who like it love it. Like, yeah, I can't stand it. I've got, <laughs> it's, so, it's so crazy. Cause I thought he'd be so into it. And he, he, I, I, will, I try to get him into it. And he was like, nah, man, can't do it. You have to love things that are really performative, I think. All right. Which I do. <clears throat> okay, I got my list ready. I think the pressure, just for the record, on the topic of pro wrestling, mm-hmm. I think that the pressure was too high in the moment. It's like when someone's showing you their favorite movie, but every time you look at them, yep. they're looking at you instead yeah. of the screen. That's fair. Oh, that's beyond and fair. I, <laughs> so it's like, so you can't really s- enjoy it. And then when something cool is about to happen, it's like, hey, the, the cool part's coming up. Right. And, and you then, can't just enjoy it. Because you can't enjoy the cool part yeah. if you know it's yeah, coming up. Yeah, for part sure. Part of the cool is Shawshank not anticipating the me. cool. Yeah, I've definitely, there are movies that I just like don't like because of how much they were hyped to me. Name, Ooh, name yeah. 30 Ooh. of them. Oh, 30. <laughs> no, name Too one. many. Name, name one, name one. Um, name one. I guess, ooh, The Fighter. I was like, <gasps> oof, overrated. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> the Fighter is good. You don't, but you don't. Uh, I came up with terrible expectations that movie, though. <laughs> you just have to drop your expectations. <laughs> See, so. that was the problem is like certain things get really hyped before you go in. And it's so funny. That movie is like, made for me to remember at the end when you see like the real guys yeah and then you see how like good christian bale did yeah oh that is a good movie yeah (laughs) i almost like needed to see him needed to see the real guy in the credits to be like oh that's a good movie they did a good job yeah (laughs) Yeah. they did a good job doing accurate 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 yeah Yeah, like capital a acting for you good mr bale they that they won two mr bale (laughs) wait amy adams was nominated right i think melissa leo won uh and Christian Bale won. So th- two of the acting ones went to the fighter, right? Yeah, and I think that's what it should have won for. Like, I think their performances yeah. are the reason to watch that movie. I think you're right. Um, but The fighter? Uh, yeah, so like, there's definitely things where I think I super like them because I went in with zero expectations and then everyone's talking about how great the fighter was and I was like, mm, I mean, it's a boxing movie. <laughs> well, my first topic was expectations and how they affect your enjoyment of the fighter. Ooh, okay, <laughs> all right. Well, glad we did not <laughs> try to tackle that I one. think we would have ran out of steam pretty fast. <laughs> um, John, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you I say it's, fu- it's funnier if you go first okay. if I go second. Okay. okay. Um, so I only came up with a few, but one was adult friendship. Ooh. I think that adult friendship is it, such a fascinating It's a dying breed. It's That's a dying adorable. thing, right? I, I love think. it. Do uh, you, you think there are fewer people becoming friends than adults? Is that what you mean? I think it's... In their adulthood? I don't think it's a... I think it needs to be more of a priority than it is for some people. I think it's been deprioritized it's Deprioritized. Well. Because you know what people prioritize more? Busyness. Mm. That's one of my favorite things is when I, you talk to someone and they go like, I'm busy. <laughs> and you're like... That's like my favorite like... That's like talking about. Not even, that's like what, talking about the weather is more like, like, like a real conversation. Than yeah, like, I love that. I'm busy. Like you're like okay. That's just yeah. What we all, all are. You're bringing to the table. We, we're all busy. It also I love it when the word busy is used as an excuse. As yeah, mm. because because it implies that it's not something they've brought on themselves. And I mean we're very privileged, but I feel like a lot of the people we interact with when they say I'm busy. It's because they've chosen to engage in a lot of things. So yes. it's not like, it's like, well, I'm sorry that you're busy. You yes. have the option to not be. Anyways, but I digress. 
That's a good one. All right. There's so much truth to so, so everything you, you just said. Your first one was adult friendship? Adult friendship. Let's go back and forth. Okay, yeah. Adult, fri- adult friendships. <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. Okay, move on. Which um, probably there are a lot of adult friendships that are yeah um, that, fostered by the, the love oh. of that team. I bet I bet so too. Yeah, and also even even I even like like to think sometimes pro athletes forget that they're playing a kids game and they become friends. And I think I think the Dallas Mavericks have a history of making adults feel like kids again and have fun. God, that makes me want the Dallas Mavericks to be the topic. No, <laughs> but adult, adult friendships. I think that's what we're exploring is how well any of these could have been the topic wow god this is really you really good. broke okay. it you uh-huh. really you really cut through the bullshit there <laughs> this is really maga meta oh no <laughs> meta mega um <clears throat> my second topic was heuristics and i didn't know what that was so heuristics he, he sent me a, a link and i still don't fully understand it's um it's actually we're kind of doing it <gasps> because it's about decision making but it's uh um, shortcuts people use in, in making their decisions. And, oh, so we, cool. we can actually loop back to and it. It's, like, it's really it's, interesting. It's like preconceived biases that like doesn't have to do something with like people don't th- will think a certain way because of just like pattern or like... Yeah, I think it's tied. I think you can sort of fold it into the same category as cognitive biases that people use like um, like confirmation bias. Right. Because that's a heuristic because it's easier to look for... No, actually, I think that's... The, no, no, no. Better is... Um, um, availability bias. So if oh. something is uh, more readily available to you, then you're more likely to think of it. Like if you're looking for cars and um, you recently heard a story about a Toyota Camry crashing, then that knowledge is more readily available to you. So you're going to put more weight on that. So you're going to say, oh, maybe, I'm Just w- maybe I won't get a Toyota recently. Camry. Yeah, exactly. Whoa. And that's recency bias. Man, there's so many biases. That's really cool. That's really interesting. And we are kind of talking about it. We are kind of. Uh, man, I, I guess I kind of won by my second topic <laughs> that we chose Interesting. But what, what, was your, what was your second topic? The Mandela effect. See, that's right, that's right up my alley, too. That, you, know, you know the Mandela I, effect, right? What is it? Do you know the Berenstein Bears, Berenstein Bears? Right, the that's Mandela right. The Mandela effect is there's, a, there's all... There's, I knew I knew what it was, but I wasn't going to It's called the Mandela it. effect because uh, when Nelson Mandela was released from prison, like a bunch of people had... Uh, a memory of his of him dying in a big state funeral and watching it on TV. That's so weird. And it didn't happen. And there's like all of these like little instances where people have this collective memory that factually doesn't exist. And so where did those memories come from? And the Mandela effect presupposes <laughs> that there is a parallel universe. That's how you remember it. So here's my response to that. Oh, yeah. I feel like John also kind of won because to me, a fear of decision making spawns your brain into thinking about all of the parallel universes <laughs> oh, you just oh, my mind. that could have existed. <laughs> the walls of the studio the just crumbled made. to pieces. <laughs> I mean, like, it, no joke, anytime I miss a bus, I'm like sliding doors. Like, my <laughs> That's life, what I'm saying, My yeah. life is drastically different. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think, I feel like, you know, even though that's obviously not like, you know, Nelson Mandela didn't like decide to have a bunch of people r- misremember uh, his uh, life or death, but but uh, I do feel like that is absolutely tangentially related to decision making. I think, I think so too. And I think like that's why I think we're paralyzed by it because I truly think that like every day like your life could change and it doesn't. And like, oh, I messed up, or I didn't mess up because it could have changed for the bad part. You never know. Yeah, you, that's the thing. You never. I think about decision making. You never know because you never know. <laughs> like that is, but you never know. You never, you never know. know. You never know. You'll never know. 
Uh, was that your whole list? No, I have two others. Okay. But I, I, I put my phone down because I have Because you remembered them. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I um, I, my third potential topic was sleepy and sad music. But Ooh. I feel like you've done a lot with, with music, so maybe this is a good thing that we didn't touch on it. Yeah, um, I think it's just one of those that is going to, you know, keep coming back up. Because people love music like yeah for it's good reason thing people it's are wonderful. passionate about sleepy sleepy slash like what's a sleepy funny. sad music um i mean there's so many examples but like cigarettes would be an example of or not but not all of it but a lot of it's very sleepy like sad music. yeah that's I, literally what i, I think of. like the that first album for sure the se- the newest one feels like it's way different electronic yeah yeah, um, I don't oh, like I it know. As much, I heard actually. it too, and I didn't. I didn't really know. There are some good tracks on it, but it feels like a departure. I agree. Mine was also music. What was it? What uh, if, was oh it? yeah, it was. Um, it was hold Ma- on, it was the Mavericks music. No, it was. <laughs> I wish it was soft rock. Soft rock from the seventies, eighties, nineties, and today. I love that. I love soft rock. I love it. Like I love pop rock. What would be the so if you were to say. I'm an, I'm I just moved here and I've never listened to soft rock. There are two people that I should listen to or two bands, two groups. Who oh my gosh, man! I think like anything like whoa, Kenny Loggins, Kenny like, Loggins, that okay. kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, I'm in a big I'm in a big like Ambrosia kick right now. Like there's a band called Ambrosia I really like. Oh, oh. Like, oh Ambrosia! I was like, do you ever see the docu- the, the, the documentary now uh, where they're like the Blue Jean Committee? Oh, yeah, like, I haven't seen that Catalina Breeze song they have is like the perfect like parody. It's like um, it's like not even a parody. It's just like, a song that would have existed. Yes. Oh. So that yeah. kind of was like that's really California funny. like. So that's what I really is like. J- would you say James Taylor is? Stuff? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Ooh, love I, that. I, I, would, I would say James Taylor is like probably the poster boy for soft rock like usher but he's like he's almost too folk for like there's almost too much substance to him oh there is substance. that's funny like, i think he's pretty yeah i think he's pretty um uh uh quintessential who is like still making music like who are you including in that well it's funny. I, w- I would consider like sarah Borales to be like soft rock or that's like interesting. or like jason mraz i love i jason thought you were gonna mraz. say jason derulo <laughs> oh, and honestly at this point jason derulo is kind of like a soft rock i guy. saw jason derulo for the first time at the grammys and i was thinking of a completely different guy uh, i was thinking of david guetta yeah david guetta, yeah and I, when, he, when jason derulo came out i was like that's not david derulo my roommate was like what are you talking about <laughs> Did you see? Um, this is a this is such a side note, but at the Grammys when they did carpool karaoke with Neil Diamond and they all sang "Sweet Caroline," I think. Oh, uh, okay. And Jason Derulo was one of the guys, and he clearly didn't know the words. Oh, it was fantastic. it's worth rewatching because oh he just God. Yeah, it's very. Did funny. you see the that Barry that great. Barry Gibb uh, thing from the Gar- Grammys? No, they did like a tribute. I think it was for just Barry Gibb. Might have been for the whole Bee Gees. I missed the top. I was switching back and forth, mm. but. It was, he started singing along to the songs and it was like really sweet. Like he was like crying and like, it was like songs he loved and it was like really kind of great. I love that. That's who it's for. I like when people still get emotional about things that they 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 created it. And they can't, I mean, I think some people are cynical or tired. Yeah. Do you, oh, I feel like being, getting tired is a big, is a big like hindrance to joy. <laughs> and like I getting feel like, tired of the thing that you're doing. Just like t- the, like being like it, like having not having enough energy and I feel oh, like literally like literally being tired. tired. I think when when they get older like you don't see them as excited anymore and I want, I wonder if it's just cuz like it's exhausting. They're tired. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like every year there's a new person who's like 
you got to get eight hours of sleep. It's like like people keep rediscovering oh how important God. it right. is, even though I feel like everyone knows that. Is aware of that's it. Never, that's never changed. It's 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 been, I mean, I can't remember a time when someone said, get Da Vinci, than da Vinci was like the one guy who was like, oh, yeah, yeah. A hundred short naps. And that's There's the someone, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, there is someone who has... Uh, it's someone like super scientific and and crazy who has the theory about, about yourself? <laughs> That's M- me. MB. Those are the two things I use to describe myself. Sci- science woman. <laughs> um, who is like you know three hours awake, one asleep, four hours awake, two asleep. Like you know who did that? In, that we know in the community, Ted Trumper. Really? Oh, that's right. I think he did. I, I don't. I don't. That's all I can offer. I don't know any more details. <laughs> I went. To but he guy, told me about it. I went to college with a guy who did it's as well. Po- polyphasic sleep, right? That's what that's called. Ooh, no, the polyphonic spree. Right. No, poly, <laughs> that's my favorite soft rock. Polyphasic sleep. I think because I I I tried it in uh, college, but I, like I got through. About I don't one understand day. how you can do that. Like, how do you get anything done? I did not get anything done. Like, who has a life where you like? I guess that's I could. A- I don't do much, but like. That's the thing is I feel like that kind of strict schedule change would be so, uh, like, impar- it would have to do with what everyone else is nine to five. Like, just because you change, it doesn't mean everything else changes. Yes. Like, Man, the, the world, everyone needs to hear that message. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> Narcissist. <laughs> I'm too busy. Sorry. I can't Sorry. hear that. I'm busy. Um, soft rock. I love soft rock too, especially you rattling off those. I will give you a playlist. I love it's, it. I really think it's wonderful. And I just, uh, and there used to be so many different artists back in the day. Jason Mraz was like my boy in <laughs> really? high school. Really? I thought you were going to say Jason. Have Taylor you been to his concert? Yeah. They're really he's fun. He's really good in he's concert. Like, he's like a musical, he was like a musical theater major. So like, they're like really fun performances. <laughs> he's a great performer. Yeah. I, I legit, <laughs> I would go with you. I would go, I would go with you. I haven't so much listened fun. to a new album of oh, his in like, in like three or four years, but. Um, his second album. Wait, which one's that? Our third album is my favorite. Mr. It's, A to Z. The second was Mr. A to oh. Z. Third oh. was called We Sing, We Dance, We Steal Things. And that's the one with the big hit. That's like um, I'm Yours. That's the big one. I was such a big fan of Jason Mraz that I had heard I'm Yours like years before it became a single. Really? Oh, yeah. because of um. Uh, wait, did you listen to that? Did you ever have that uh like that San Diego coffee shop album? Maybe. Where I, it was I, like him, just him and Toka. Remember Toka? Toka Rivera. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him in concert with. Like where Toka Rivera was still in his. I got a picture with Toka one time. I got. They took pictures from the stage and threw them out into the audience, They're and so I fun. have a Polaroid of Toka. We gotta go. They're so fun. <laughs> I mean, He's I'm, like rapping all the time. Like, it's so fun. The geek in the pink, baby. Dude, how was Mr. A to Z not the first album title? I feel like if whoever pitched that for the second, I know it was Curbside Profit, right? Yeah, it was waiting for my rocket to come. Waiting for my rocket to come. Oh, it should have been Curbside Profit. Which is also like I didn't realize until years later that that is very a very vulgar thing. Waiting to for my call, rocket. To- waiting for my rocket to come. Oh that my! That song is. I just got the it. lyrics are: I'm a curbside prophet with my hand in my pocket, waiting for my rocket to come. So he's mas- masturbating. Yes. You can't like anything anymore. I swear. <laughs> That's awful. I so many young kids were listening to that. It took me ages. Wait, like, wait, say the lyric one more time. I'm a curbside prophet with my hand in my pocket and I'm waiting for my rocket to so, come. So hand in my pocket's pretty tough to like 
Yeah, argue. that's pretty unambiguous. And then, oh, waiting for my rocket to, like, rocket, I guess so, but comes bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there's it's enough evidence yeah. to be like, okay. It's you definitely yeah. did not mean that. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have <laughs> said anything else if you didn't want to mean what, that. What's that one song like? Let me go on. I got a blister in the sun. You know, that's yeah, like, that's supposed to be about masturbating. But like, I feel like that's a a weaker argument than this curbside prophet. <laughs> big hands. I know you're the one. Big I guess. Oh, that's funny because big hands doesn't sound like. Well, I think you have a big hand, and I know you're the one. Is like that's like your partner, but your hands are partner. It's just I just I'm, no I'm just. Saying that, I, I, I'm not sure if Let's name big some, hands would be exciting. What are some other songs about masturbation? Uh, like a Prayer? What else? <laughs> Supposedly, um, <laughs> speaking, of, got one right away. <laughs> speaking of Jason Mraz, remember Colby Collet? Yeah. Uh, also Pretty Soft Rock. Um, they did a duet together Yeah, what called was it called? Lucky. Oh my gosh. Uh, but she had, her single was called Bubbly, and it was supposedly about having an orgasm. Good for her. Mm. It starts in my toes, makes me crinkle my nose. Oh my gosh. Wherever it goes, you could always. But see, when she's from her, I think that's like sex positive and wonderful, where it's like if a man does it, I'm like, stop. (laughs) Well, especially because the, the, I mean, the I'm a curbside prophet. He's like outside of public. He's outside, yeah. He's, he has his hand in his pocket. We We should tweet at him after this and just find out, get to the bottom of it. Let's tweet at him during. Do you think Jason Mraz is on Twitter? I bet he has like an official page that someone else runs for him. Yeah. We should check. We should check concert dates afterwards. <laughs> Into it. I haven't seen him in a while. I love. I saw him and kind of Train in concert. Dude, wow. <laughs> I got a Train start. Okay. Oh. It was great. I loved it. I saw Train in Matchbox Twenty on September 9th, two thousand and one. Whoa. And life was great. <laughs> Wait, are you are you that really when you That's, saw them? Yeah, September 9th, two thousand one. It was a school, it was awesome. It uh, train opened for Matchbox Twenty, and this, I think this is like right before it drops of Jupiter. So mm. this is just like whoa, this is just like you me, didn't Virginia. Know who they were yeah, and Matchbox Twenty was lit AF. Uh, they're the, they were the best. <laughs> oh, I'll go see them again, but they're not touring. Get back together, Rob. Make make amends. Uh, and uh, then like the towers fell two days later. <laughs> wow. And the world was never the same. Never the same. World turned up side down. down. What's that from? Oh, Hamilton. Oh, I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> How could you forget the song? I, I write so many Dude, you raps, totally wrote so many that. You write too many songs. You can't yeah, keep track I love of them. I love using history and rap together. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any others on your list? My final topic was routines. Ooh. Oh, this, that really goes inside with mine. Really? Conspiracy theories. <laughs> because you routinely re- well, I think look like, up Reddit. I think like people who like routines probably would like conspiracy theories because they like control and order. I'm surprised oh, no one's really talked about uh, conspiracy theories before. Really? Oh, I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> you, are you, are you surprised that no one's talked about routines before? <laughs> um, Do you mean like uh, like dance routines or like? I feel like people have, um, like that's made people shortlist. Maybe not routine specifically, but like structure, self, you know, oh. control. I don't know. Like self, uh, like self improvement stuff. Yeah, I feel like self improvement is in the ether, hard. Yeah, I think that's something that's on everyone's mind. Dave Marr talked about um, self help books and like self improvement books. Oh man, uh, yeah. when I talked to him, which like makes sense because uh, he was like, "Oh, I almost died. I gotta fix this." See, but he had the interest in it before, so I think. You know, I mean, hey, go back. It's in the, it's in the archives. But is there like a so this? I I'm very skeptical of those because like it feels like they're very faddish. 
like it feels like fashion like like the self-improvements to me are almost like fashion trends and like it's like oh we're doing this this time and now we're doing this and it's like i don't know it just seems like is there one that like stands the test of time i'm curious well i think that in general the 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 progress is made over time like because you think about think about um like athletics People run now. Yeah. Everyone runs faster than the fastest person, which is crazy. Four hundred years ago, yeah. Yeah, that, I think that's crazy too. So I, think I think about it, it where like baseball is concerned a lot. Is that ba- that's your sport, right? Baseball yeah. is concerned, but what? baseball. I have a question <laughs> with baseball though. Do you feel like it's? Do you feel like it's ever the pendulum's going to swing back and it's going to be too much knowledge, where uh, it's, then it's going to be like like decision making paralysis by analysis? Yeah. Uh, I do, I think that everything has a response. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Uh, Science woman. <laughs> <laughs> Every action has um, the opposite. Yeah, there's actually, like, something to be said for the way that hockey is responding to <gasps> sabermetrics. Because, Go on. Uh, hockey, they're starting to call it money puck. Oh, uh, that's a great God. They took money ball, but they use a puck. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what? what, what, So I used to play high school hockey, and they didn't have anything like that when I was into hockey. Like, like how? How is it? How has stats changed? They have more advanced stats. Like, uh, there's not just like shots on goal. There's like, um, I don't know what a lot of them are, but it's like attempts. They put set differently. They have like really specific stats that all have like really obscure names because they're from the person who came up with the idea for that stat Mm, and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's kind of like trending in that direction, but, uh, I feel like people are still skeptical or there's, they're still skeptics because it's not like the A's did it where they just like went really hard in the paint on sabermetrics and then they did really well. And they were like, look at how we did this for hockey. It's more like, Oh, here's a bunch of new stats. Maybe uh, tie this in when you're thinking about who you want to draft, but there's not like this huge shining example of the Houston Oilers are employing sabermetrics. In, mm. in, interesting. Well, for, that would be well. The Houston Oilers are a football team. Old old football team. Oh, the Edmonton Oilers. But uh, sorry. Wow. I, just, I was trying to make a joke, and then it came across as such an asshole <laughs> move, and I was so sorry. I, I and, said. And, and I should have just said. And Oilers. halfway through it, I was like, "This is the worst." I was wow. like, I, th- "I thought we were like gonna laugh together," and I was like, "Nope, I I did not execute this well." Oh my god. So I apologize. It's really uh, all right. I should have just said. But Oilers. it makes sense to me though, because like baseball, like it's like oh, it's almost like one to one, and then you like it's like. A pitcher and, and a batter. Right. And then, but with hockey, it's like line changes. Right. And like everyone's, con- it's just like yeah, a revolving door. It's not and quite as strict a, it's, an equation. And it's not even like football where like the defense is on the sideline and the offense is on the, it's, uh, is on the field. It's like they're constantly, it'd be harder to do. But uh, people are also, in general, aren't they hesitant to adopt these new strategies? Because I, I read something about in, is, in football, doesn't it always make sense to run the ball? On the fourth, well, no, on, on the, the fourth, fourth down, down, not to punt. Like it's saying, like don't punt on the fourth. Whatever it is, there's like don't punt on the fourth down. But like only one crazy high school coach in Texas does it. Cool. And, oh, and he wins like every championship. Right. And, and like shooting free throws, shooting an underhand, yeah. statistically will yield the best results. But no one does it. So there's like other things going on than the science, right? Yeah, machismo. Ah. Uh. Yeah, and I think it goes back to that, like, uh, um, 
you know, everybody else is still doing nine to five. Oh, like, I know. My polyphasic talk- sleep is just not working. <laughs> we could talk about this forever because I think this is like a real, th- like just filling time, like and not viewing work as like a time as opposed to productivity. Like, yeah. I feel like that's like, we haven't figured that out yet. And I totally do, agree with you. Everything. I also think that um, the internet has totally changed like productivity in the sense that it's made everything more efficient, but to fill the same amount of time, yes. people dick around on it. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't feel like the actual like workload or productivity of most companies actually lives up to what it could because everyone's like they know they can get this done quick more quickly than they used to be able to so they build in like 15 minutes to an hour of when i walk come to work I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna check all this stuff before i start it's like it's almost as if like you could work remotely yeah and once you get like and like i got all done i'm off my computer and then like be off for three hours like re- yeah acquired off for three hours yeah. would be yes. amazing i actually yeah i totally agree with you yeah i think that most things could be uh done in less time and i feel like it would probably make for happier people if there oh. it was just like more concentrated in what you're doing aren't we isn't isn't the the idea that we do away with hourly wages and do away with we basically just pay everything's based on tasks so it doesn't matter what you so long as you get your task accomplished it doesn't matter how long it takes well, or that, what you do it's that, like just, ne- that netflix model where it's like Unlimited vacation days. If you can get your year's worth of work oh, done in a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that. And people always end up taking less vacation because <laughs> yeah. if you don't set them a, like a, a ceiling, they won't meet it. Yes. Yeah. yes. 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 This is my free improv show warm up. <laughs> yes. 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 So, um, okay. You got all those. I'm really glad that we like covered everything. <laughs> yeah, we got through a lot of topics. A lot of them actually had to uh, either had to do with decision making, or I feel like the thought process of what would have gone into settling on that topic um, was um, why. Let's see. Why do you guys feel like you're <laughs> fascinated by deci- the decision making process? Do you, I usually ask if there's like an origin of your interest in this topic. Oh. Catholic guilt. <laughs> Say more about that. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> at an early age, you are taught that every decision you make is bad. <laughs> that's not true. That's a, that's a gross <laughs> simplification, but that's kind of how it is. John, your parents will listen to this, and they'll be and they will they will applaud. My I courage. didn't verbally reply, but I do think there is so much truth to that. There is something there. I do. I don't think it's like there. There is a that's a cultural thing that's still kind of real i feel like that's like oh so like there's a lot of guilt and i also feel like uh i don't know i think it's like our nature to constantly be like not comparing yourself to things and others but like just evaluating where you are and i think like we we sometimes have a lot of free time (laughs) and that like that's when you do it you know what i mean we're not just like working when you're working you're not thinking but since we have sporadic work you, have, you chunks, have a lot of time. To you think. have chunks of like not like tons of work, and then chunks of like not tons of work, and that allows time for regret. Yeah, which is strange. It feels like it should be allowing time for introspection, which is a good yes. thing. Yes, but um, too often introspection turns to regret. Second guessing. Second guessing. Interest guessing. Do you feel like there's a time where 
or there's a place where your decision making interest stems from? I think I think there are two. I think <gasps> that the when I was a child, I was truly paralyzed by any choice, and and even beyond that, any type of commitment to an answer or a choice. So, just for example, my my mom would ask me. I have a very distinct memory of my mom asking me if I'd locked the door, the back the back door, before, while we were leaving, and I said maybe, and she said, well. You know, did you? you, didn't you? Did and I you said didn't maybe. And in my mind, I definitely did. I knew it one, with one hundred percent. But you know that something could have happened. But I didn't want to be responsible <gasps> for. Oh my god! Fascinating. So I that said maybe to really the point that she had to run down and check herself, and she said, "Of course it was locked." And I said, "Yeah, I know." And so, I think that's sort of the earliest Whoa. memory I have of being that petrified of really making a call. That is really interesting. That the idea of an affirmative answer. Like Impl- tie- implicates you. Yes, implicates yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> and also someone asking you, like having to answer the question, makes you question whether or not you did. Like if, if you're going to bed and someone says, "Did you turn the oven off?" It wouldn't have occurred to you, but now oh that they've gosh. asked you, you're like, "I wonder if I did. I think I did." That yeah. is so true. Oh my Absolutely. god. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When I moved into um, my new apartment. Uh, well, it's not new at all. It'll well, have been a year. Well, well, tell us about the apartment. Yeah. Oh, don't don't say guess your apartment. Congratulations. <laughs> when I moved into my apartment last April, <laughs> um, the apartment that I lived in before that for the the like five years before that, I always locked the handle mm-hmm. on my way out, and sometimes I would lock the deadbolt. Like if I, you know, took enough time, and especially if there wasn't anyone home, I would like actually get my keys out and lock the the de- deadbolt um the deadbolt i like the deadbolt oh my god i came in for deadbolt too i can't wait what he says <laughs> um i but i got into the habit of only locking the handle so like when i was leaving i uh, just lock the handle yep. and pull it shut and at my new place we don't have an inside lock on our handle so, you have so to- i left it unlocked like three times over the course of like a couple months to the chagrin of my boyfriend. And so then like, I know, I know. That's not bad. That's not, that's not that bad though. It's, is it to uh, the outside? Yes. Okay. That's bad. bad. Yes. Pretty bad. And so so now like since then, but it's probably for the best because now if I get halfway down the street and I go, did I lock the door? I'm worried enough about it that I'll go back oh, and check. I go, I go back and check if I have any if, if, a little droplet of doubt will t- t- make m- the whole pool toxic. I don't yeah. have to. Yeah. Whereas before, I probably wouldn't if I if he hadn't been like, oh my god, like you can never let this happen again. Question: you know? If you lived by yourself, would you go back and check? Is it because like you have a behold like responsibility because to him? Someone, it's. Is it like one of those things where it's like I'm definitely much, much more interesting, uh, willing to go back and check because I know he'll probably get home before I do, and he would be like devastated to find that I had done it again. Oh my god, devastated! That's that's one of Asher's favorite words, by the way. Devastated, <laughs> devastated. He always says, "I'm devastated." I'm simply devastated. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll like I'm five minutes late. I'm like I'm. Devastated. I'm devastated, <laughs> which I think is like the funniest. That is really I'm funny. Devastated. That is really funny. <laughs> Wait, what's the second story? Well, the second, I, I, I mean, all of these are sort of dancing around the topic because I think that the one I just gave speaks more to worry. And I think worry is a component of decision making. A symptom. A symptom. 
<laughs> but the other one is um, in college, I took a class where we looked at um, rational choice theory and game theory, which is the um, how you translate a bunch of people's individual preferences into a group pref- preference. Mm. So you look at voting systems, for example, you know, like the one we have, you know, plurality wins. And it was the first time that I'd realized that not all systems that take everyone's preferences into account end up with a result that, I mean, this feels very topical now, but ends up, <laughs> ends up with a result that the majority of them would like. Right. And I, and, um, and, which, and I think that's, that's two things, because that's, one is uh, your preferences. And I think that's more decision-making. And then how you translate those into action, that, that's more of what that class was talking about. But That's interesting because it defines a difference between what your actual preference is and what the decision that gets made is. Yes. Yes. Well, people are crazy. People are so irrational. I mean, and that's something we, I mean, that's well established, but none of us act in our own best interest almost ever. Even if we were to be asked what your, our, what we think our best interest is, we would even say things that aren't consistent with how we're behaving. Oh, so like, I, have a, I feel like what is something that like, like I think I look at my phone late at night when I shouldn't. Mm. And I know that's against my best interest for sleep. Yes, that's a really good and example. And I constantly do it. Yeah. I just like read Reddit. Yes. Like, what is it? And I guess like, I feel like trying to, f- and I'm like, oh, I guess like smoking would be one. Right. Yeah, smoking. I mean, it, all the, I mean, all the health ones are so easy. Like, right. I mean, like binging on pizza, Fast you feel food. bad the next day and then you're I like, feel good, but then you eat pizza. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like a guy. <laughs> you just call, if you just call it energy blank, like energy pizza, energy candy, like you feel good. It feels oh, like, yeah, it's like energy nice. blank because it, it does give you, it technically does. I mean, it does literally give you energy. <laughs> yeah. Energy. To burn, cream. right? Science woman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying woman, not girl. Oh, I'm not. No one responded. <laughs> not yet. Be but you are yet a woman. Currently It'd be amazing if, like, we didn't respond. It, it, it was, the podcast like lasted for like eight hours. <laughs> and it was just <laughs> very much singing that song. And then, and then at the end, loop. and at the end, we caught right back up where we left off. <laughs> we have not left. Uh, I'll make sure to edit in like. Eight oh hours my god! Of <laughs> that would be amazing. A little Easter egg. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone would look at the length. Uh, if there were a way to do it where I could set the length, like not what the actual oh length God. was, I would totally do it. <laughs> but amazing. everyone would be like, eight <laughs> hours, <laughs> good Lord. Oh, they're, they're very fast. <laughs> what have you done? She's, <laughs> she's lost it. How do I have no space on my phone? MBS. <laughs> eight hour podcast. 30 gigs of my, podcast. My, that must be good quality audio. <laughs> my dad kicked me off our family plan. <laughs> Bambi, how are you with decisions? <laughs> I would say I'm also not great. Really? Yeah. Oh. I would have. You know. Do you want to hear my, what my guess would have been? And now I would like to give mine too. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, actually, you go first. You go. I'm gonna go second. Okay. So I'm gonna go first, and my guess would have been that you would be very good at decisions. Me, that's what I would think too. You seem very decisive, just in like the way you communicate. Like you communicate in a way that doesn't like like you're direct in the way you speak. Second, I feel like people who use data, like scientists, like don't they're like oh it's empirical yeah like oh i know how to do this this is easy for me yeah are you guys um <laughs> losing your minds <laughs> too too old to be doing this are you guys <laughs> not you don't you're not married or have kids what are, what, what are you deciding <laughs> what improv show to watch <laughs> are you you guys don't own with- cars 
Of course you are familiar with the Myers Briggs. Oh, yeah. do you believe is that? Do we believe that? I love personality tests, and I don't necessarily think that we, sh- we should take one. Right everyone now. is. I don't necessarily think everyone is like broken down into these sixteen different combinations. But of, it's helpful. But I think it's really helpful, and I think that it's a really interesting way to. Uh, like be introspective and to learn about the people around you. Like if you're taking a test uh, with a big group of people. Um, oh, I also cool. really like the Enneagram. If you're interested in... Is it free? Uh, yeah, yeah, you all can right. find them, yeah. The Enneagram is is really similar, but it's all number-based. Like hmm. there's nine different numbers and you can be like a two with a three wing, which is what mine is. What is that? <laughs> uh, like, what does that mean? Uh, so a two is a helper. Uh, yes, absolutely. And a three is a, I believe it's uh, the, ooh, I believe it's the entertainer. Wow. And a two with a three wing is the host or hostess. Are you kidding me? No. Did you did you do this after? I did it in college. I took oh, it in college amazing. and I got a two with a three wing. And my friend Stephanie, um, Paul Jurowitz's girlfriend, yes. she's like my best friend from college. She's so great. I love her very much. And uh, she introduced me to the Enneagram. I don't care for Paul. <laughs> that was Paul my, bad. That was Steph my good. fifth topic. <laughs> yeah, Paul and how much we dislike it. <laughs> Paul's so bad at making decisions that his episode of MBSing was uh, was two totally different things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we that's talked about perfect. his past roommates and Garth Brooks. <laughs> oh, that's great. What if those had really been the fun. same thing? Oh I my know, God. If, he li- if his about. past roommate was Garth, he'd probably live with Chris Gaines. Oh, yeah. God. You know <laughs> um, but Stephanie introduced me to the Enneagram and when she like read what my result was and she was like, well, two is a helper and I definitely see that in your personality and uh, two with a three wing. Oh my gosh, I really think this is like very suited to your personality. So if you have any interest in that world at all, I would definitely recommend taking an Enneagram test. Can you link to uh, link to that maybe like in the podcast so I can take it later? Absolutely. Because I um, can't spell that. <laughs> yeah. I keep trying to... Because like, I've already forgotten what it's called. <laughs> it Enneagram. Is Enneagram. I'm like Enneagram. I'm like I belly button. all the time. <laughs> Instagram. Enneagram. It's an Instagram for belly buttons. Um, so, but uh, rewind. The reason I brought that up at all is because when I was in college, um, and I, or excuse me, when I was in high school and I first took the Myers Briggs, I got ENTP, which uh, the T being the most interesting part to me, which is thinking versus. I think feeling. I think I'm ENTP by the also. really yeah I think so that's really funny I think because it's emotional wait what is it? it's um yeah it's like. In, I don't know what the first I, one I is. I can't think of it anymore. But um, I remember the T being thinker. The N is intu- intuition. Yes. The T is thinking. The P is perceiving versus... It's perceiving versus judging. Oh, E is oh, extrovert versus introvert. Oh, yeah. So yeah. extrovert. Extrovert versus introvert. Uh, intuition versus... Outtuition. I think. Oh. Um, it's S is That's the weird other I, letter. I feel like as a scientist, intuition would be, I feel like you'd be less trusting of like. And that's, and ENTP, I do think is a very like, like oh, okay. a lot of the results you'll get are like scientific uh, related, like careers and, and tendencies. But I think as I've gotten older and like become more uh, like performer centric and like outwardly 
um, like try to be, you know, like empathetic. I think I lean more towards an ENFP. So that's like the only reason I brought this up in the first place. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So you're saying T is thinking. Yes. I catch you off. And I think, no, that's a, but that's all I was going to bring to it is I think I've become more of a feeler than a thinker over the years. That's awesome. I'm going to take these tests. I wonder if, do you think that, because I, I actually think that I've become more of a feeler. I still think I'm a thinker, but I feel like I've become the like the ratio and of thinker to feeler is and has that's shifted. A, another thing that I like about the Myers Briggs is it'll give you like your dra- your like level of like I'm way in the E and I remember when I took it in college I was very high into the perceiving versus the judging but my other two were very borderline personalities. That's cool. Uh, I think I have a question for you guys. Yeah, that kind of goes along with this, but not really. But like, how do you think you think? Like, if you were to, like, draw how you think, how do you, like, do you, is it, like, linearly? Is it, like, like, I'm I'm always, like, trying to figure out, like, I think, because I think we all think very differently. Oh, how, really? How we, or, I think, I think we all, how we organize what we're, what we're, I think it's organized very differently in our brains. Oh, interesting. Well, I, well, how, I, would you, how would you say you so think? So, like, my girlfriend and I were talking about this the other day, and she's, like, very math oriented very like literal very differently when it comes to like <laughs> how we live our lives mm-hmm. and she thinks like a to b to c to d like very like i do this and i'll do this then i'll do this like she's uh it works in a hospital and i think like i think i think like in bubbles like it's like that's what, oh, there's more a, what i was some, gonna there's say a bubble in there, and that pops and that leads to another bubble and it's like so like almost like Jackson Pollocky, where hers is just like lines. I relate to that a lot, like both with myself and in my relationship, because I feel like I'm much more of a like a scatter plot or like mind map, like you were talking about. And I feel like my significant other is much more of a do this, do this, do this. Like if I start doing something and then stop doing it to start doing something else, it drives him insane. I, that is Oh my gosh, that resonates with me so hot. And I, think, I had a feeling it would. And I, I, and I think it. it's like a, a roads to the next thought. So like I think when the way uh, she thinks like there's only one road, logical road, or maybe a two logical roads to the next thought. Right. Whereas me, it's like a spider web, and it's like you go here, we go here, we go. like yes. it's like so so many things shoot out, and it's like not important. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's like, so funny. Because yeah. I think I'm more like her. I think you are. And the way you were describing hers sounds like you were describing it unfavorably. No, 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 no. It's like, that's not fair. So they think I, there's just one I road. Envy. I think there's a million you're, you're roads absolutely that right. you can and take. Th- that is not fair. <laughs> there, it's like the right road as opposed, so to like, funny. as opposed to like dirt paths that lead to creeks. You know yes. what I mean? Like, but oh, also, that's but so see, but, oh, but that's also more romantic because it's like, would you rather take the interstate or would you rather take no, the no, 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 no. That is not romantic. Yes, it is. Inefficient. Everyone wants to, no, no, everyone wants to value the scenic path. I agree with you the way it was described. I did not mean to cast judgment. I think if we're doing Myers Briggs, I'd be a GPS. But I do think I do think like there is like a right way to do it. like I think like I th- are you good at puzzles? I feel like you're good at like no <laughs> silent. I, I feel like eight like, more bo- hours of silence. <laughs> board games and puzzles I'm not and stuff a girl. like. Um, I don't know. I'm not. You sh- are. I I I mean I I don't do puzzles. But like I'd say you do board games really well. Like playing Sarah's oh, sure. like a tan with you is like. Oh, you have one. You like you, you run circles. That's around how us. my boyfriend is too. He has his one way of winning, and that's the way he's going to try to do it. Every oh, see, time. but it's not. I think the better thing would be to be flexible. 
Because you want to have but a main strategy, but then you want to be able to That is said beat. like someone who has the ability but fle- to... But flexibility begats like losing focus. Yes. Mm. And it, you get distracted. You go boom, 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 boom. Whereas, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. See, that's funny. My therapist has accused me of being the arbiter of how things should be. Ooh. So like in a conversation, I'll have an idea of what needs to be said. Really? And when, it, when it's not stated that way, then I feel frustrated, which is obviously a bad thing because... I can't even imagine you frustrated. Well, you're looking at it. <gasps> <laughs> I am wow. not enjoying your company. But to be fair, he oh. looks great. <laughs> so, but I think frustration suits you. Yeah. <laughs> frustration okay. by Asher Poehman. Oh, it smells like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like, like shit, man. Oh man. Um, but I, but so I think that you know maybe it's a grass is always greener thing. But I, I think the romantic description you gave to your mode of thinking. That entices me to it. So megalomaniac the way you just phrased it. Why? <laughs> the, enti- the way you describe the way you think as a good thing. Like, but I, you narcissist. Yeah, makes but me, me yeah. be you narcissist. Me, me humble man. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because you're kind of an asshole. It makes me want to be an yeah. asshole. This is me frustrated. So uh, but no, I, but I do feel like, and I don't think like I think we all are trying to figure out. Like I think self improvement is trying to find a way to organize your thoughts and impulses. Mm. so like i think we're all constantly like looking for north stars and we're all constantly looking for like so it's like i'm doing the 30-day challenge yeah and like this month i'll I'll be able to focus on that and that it's set like my meals are set my exercise like it's a way to help us organize our impulses or to and like willpower is just the impulse to not do anything or the lack of willpower so like our imp like i think we're looking at as like keeping us on task where it's like your impulse is to do nothing we need something structurally to police your impulses. See, I think we set up structure and short-term and long-term goals to distract us from the fact that there is no such thing as a goal that worth chasing. Whoa. I, oh. That, like, the... I love that you guys are... Like, we were already kind of on opposite sides of the coin where thought, process, <laughs> thought processes are concerned. And then I feel like you really brought the heat on that one, Asher. Um, <laughs> man... Yeah, so there's there is so much truth to that. I, yeah, I, so I would I would like for you to elaborate in a sentence or two. Why well, I, I think <laughs> I feel like we're also getting into talking about your uh, interest in routines. Oh yeah, oh, this is true. This is true. Um, this so, is, wow. so he I, loves. I love routines. I've never too. met anyone who loves routines more. I really. I know people who love routines more. Are but, you really? OCD? I was. You got better. I got better. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> and actually, I was never diagnosed because my mom talked to a doctor who said, I think we, if we don't address it, it might go away on its own. And it did. Like, what, what, what sort of OCD tendencies did you have? I, uh, everything was in, in twos. So I did everything. Like, do- door handles were, tw- were two. Whoa. Faucets were two. How long did this go for? Four years, maybe. What's the opposite of OCD? Man, I don't know. ACD? Oh, yeah. Yeah! Back in black, Iron Man! And see. Uh, (laughs) I thought of one song and a movie. It was apathetic compulsive disorder. But it also worked as an ACD. Oh, it was both. I was was definitely going for both. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, so yeah. When was this in your life? I mean, early early childhood, like uh, I don't know, maybe like five to five to nine. So like really, that. pretty young. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. That that 
That's really uh, cool. is is like foundationally uh, in there, and the idea that it's like mm, no, let's not draw too much attention to it. It'll work itself out. It'll work itself out, and it did. I mean, it really, yeah. Which so in retrospect, I'm glad. I feel like there's a lot to the uh, you know going back to things like the Mandela effect and like the parallel parallel universes. I feel like to me, and I may be wrong. OCD reads. Uh, in a lot of ways as like well i have to do this so that this doesn't happen oh, or yeah. i yeah, have yeah, to do yeah. this so that this happens absolutely that's like a, also a very linear it gives you agency in a chaotic world yes and I the think, illusion of agency the illusion but, that's, right. but that's what i'm talking that's what i mean and, i think goals and i think are a way of giving us the illusion of agency and i think too. this this so this so this speaks so like i think you you said that like there's no goals like ultimately Every goal is meaningless. Well, I think we choose to infuse goals with meaning. Okay. So I don't. No goal has inherent, inherent meaning. meaning. Right. 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 And I feel like this. I feel like this speaks to why he's such a good improviser, if you may. Because I feel um, like. Hear me out. Hear me out. That was my fifth topic. I know why. But like, <laughs> why you're such a good <laughs> why improviser? Like, why I'm dying. I feel like we because like there's a freedom in knowing that like oh nothing like not that it doesn't matter but like. You you choose to like enjoy it or choose not to enjoy it, and it's like, real and like you, so even if things aren't like going like going a certain way, and I think I I'm the opposite. I think I'm longing for structure, and I'm looking for like a sense of justice and a right way to do things in improv in life. Oh man, if, I would love it if you were looking for a sense of justice in improv. Oh my god, that would be such an exciting I mean, thing to find out right now. Look like if oh every god, night when the lights came down, you were like, "God damn it!" We got so close. We got so close. John is weeping after every show. There's just so much suffering. Look at I'm wearing I'm wearing clothes. Why did he go into this specific? No, line look, of looking in the wrong place, hey, buddy boy. There's a lot of jobs that walk us on justice. I walk. I walk this into ain't one of them. I walk into a room. With wearing a flannel and it's a sea of guys that look like me and I go yeah this is where I'll find justice <laughs> straight heteronormative privileged oh, yeah I'll, I'll perfect. really I feel like I'll make a difference no but I mean like in the sense like I feel like oftentimes I t- we talk about like I think there's like inherent truths and I, I think you don't believe that yeah and so I feel like conspiracy theories help, help it's like oh there has to be someone in control oh yeah there has to be so there's no it's man, like whereas like I feel like it's like hey man there's no goals it's okay like I feel like it's very different and I feel like I don't do routines and you do routines but you think nothing matters and I I think everything matters. I think that's very fascinating. Huh. <laughs> that is interesting and I think that <laughs> I feel like that comes from a place of you know I feel like to set goals for yourself you have to be willing to understand that none of them are make or break. Yes. But I feel like you should have goals. I think we have to have goals, right? I think I think it's in human nature. I think, yeah, that too. Yeah, really. You think it's a? You think like we're just drawn, or it's not a societal construct? I think. Well, I think. I mean, you know, once we satisfied our basic needs, then we're left with this void of time and energy, and so. But then, why don't we chase it with pleasure? Would pleasure be a goal? I guess. Yeah, I think it would. But I feel like we often aspire to to goals that aren't like. That, that 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 seemed to be oh like leaving the world a better place or something. Yeah, I think that probably is societal. I don't think there's okay. something like innate in us that wants. You don't to think that's interesting? Uh, but, but, inter- I, I said, well, I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Mary Beth? 
Um, I I see exactly where you're coming from, especially when you're talking about like game theory um, and the idea that people are too. I don't understand game theory, and I watched that Jeopardy guy, and I still don't understand it. Wait, you watched who? You know Ken that, Jennings? That, that, no, that Jeopardy guy who did game theory. That's not Ken Jennings. Us, oh, that um, one guy like last year. I can't believe you know more than one Jeopardy contestant oh, by name. Oh, there was another guy that, and he just like all I could tell was like he was just like ringing in the whole time. It's like, like Simon, but oh, and he like it was like and if people, you ring in every time, and people were getting really pissed at him, yes, because he wasn't a purist. But I was like, how's that different than what Ken Jennings did? He just like yes. rung in a new like, oh, he, and he did it. He did it with like he ring in only for like he wouldn't ring in for the low numbers or something. I he, forgot about that. But, yeah, but no, like, he would that. um he would go he would like start, start in the middle thousand, of categories yes. and it like pissed everyone off because he and he wanted to find the daily doubles yes yeah. um <laughs> I love god what is this guy's name but like what is game th- i guess I, don't, I guess i guess I, I guess i understand what get oh he would be on jeopardy <laughs> you know go. you know he's been on t- his he's been on two uh who wants to be millionaires really two different ones two different ones he was a lifeline for one and so he, oh. da- he dated a girl who got on and he was a lifeline and, and then his current wife got on and he was in the audience Whoa. Whoa! Isn't that crazy, man? You should have him on the show just to talk about <laughs> his experience. I have had. Um, do you guys know um, uh, Patrick uh, Connolly? Yeah, yeah. He oh, he's was Jeopardy. Yeah. On Jeopardy, really? And he came wow. in to talk about like his experience and like how much he loves the show. I feel like this is the section of of the podcast where we're alienating everyone who doesn't have the exact. I know group that we, we have do. done a lot of. I uh, refer. I'm I feel sorry. like it happens. It's like wherever three of us are gathered. I don't think it's oh, your fault. I think that it's makes just, sense though. That is like. Like, there's a communal like that makes sense because we all can draw from I'll take responsibility you know what ground. that's my bad they had it uh, scheduled I jumped in on this his that's name is Arthur Chu yeah Arthur Chu uh, yeah. God bless yeah. you uh, <laughs> wow Ah Chu come on yikes <laughs> yikes <laughs> his hey, first name's Arthur uh, but what is game, I still don't understand what game theory uh, his, is his oh so it's like a way to analyze uh the world so his his game theory would be like in trying to hop around there's like more of a strategy to finding and it's in his best interest to not have an order for the because he's going against the other people yeah the thing that makes it a game theory is it's it's two or more um players both making decisions based on the fact that they know the other one is also making decisions. So his, that's, that's what makes it a game. So, so he, you're trying to conglomerate more than So one you have different strategies, yeah. Strategy. And so he's going so against the norm of Jeopardy strategy that it frustrates the other players and get them gets them out of their head? I'm not sure why he was doing his particular one. but There's the fa- probably yeah. an element of that. There's probably an element of like uh, he, like you said, like he was always trying to find the daily double. So he wouldn't like if um, he started in one category, it's like more likely and it wasn't there. He could just, then there's only four left in that category, whereas there's five in the other one. Smart. So there's like a oh. higher propensity for it being somewhere else, if that makes sense that does make sense that resonates um so uh, i forgot oh we started this by like thinking about how people <laughs> we were people talking are about doing horses things for the- <laughs> and i would we fall on this and i was for and asher was against <laughs> <laughs> if people make decisions based in their best interests or not Oh, which 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 is definitely not the case. So you think that people don't make 
decisions or there is scientific research to back up the idea that people don't make decisions that are actually in their best interest. Yeah, that's I mean, we I mean that I think that's established though, right? Yeah, but I think like decisions is so broad. Yeah. I think people think like, well yeah, I don't eat right, but like I don't murder. <laughs> Yeah, that's the name of your other book, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't eat rape, that, but I don't murder. That is honestly, that'd be a, a factual <laughs> I mean, title. It's not. I wrong. haven't. I haven't murdered yet, and, and I, I currently don't. don't eat right. <laughs> I think there's something to be said for the, um, like things like conspiracy theory and like religion and how you make up what your moral compass is. Mm. Oh, okay. And, and those are heuristics because you're setting right. up yes. limitations for yourself because you need those to even make a decision at all. Yeah. Right. Do you think it's inherent for us to, for people to have a moral compass to make their own? Because I think they do. And, and when they're not, that's like sociopathic. I agree oh, yeah. with you. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably right. I was like, I think this is a big, you know, uh, argument. Uh, but I do inherently think that there is something uh, that, like, that gives you empathy for other people. Isn't it, um, like, isn't, uh, there's like an emo, there's a negative emotion that we all try to avoid. It's like disgust or something like that. I think that sounds familiar. And we feel disgust when we are mean. Ooh. Don't we? I feel like there's like lots of things that cause us to feel disgust and that's one wow. of the primary things we're trying to avoid. I think you're right. That, does that sound familiar? That does sound familiar to me. Uh, I, I still feel that way ever since that Houston Oilers comment. Like, I still <laughs> felt as bad. So I can speak in real time. It I'm, does feel bad. It's it does. really okay. Oh, uh, I really thought nothing of it. I wish well, I, I have not stopped said thinking Oilers. About it. I, I do about regret it No, you made no, you made no decision. <laughs> I could have just le- left it be. Um, what... Uh, what do you think ends up being your biggest driving force for decision making, John? I don't know. On uh, uh, the it's so funny. The it really is the big things in life. Oh. <laughs> like I always not thought, this speech. No, again. I know. But I, it's the little things. I'm like <laughs> bullshit. It's the little things. Like it's not like if you had a good cup of coffee. It's like if you married the right person. Or if you like are doing something. Like it's like right. it's not like oh I saw a sunset. It's like kill yourself. No, it's like. <laughs> It's really the big things. Like it's, it's definitely not the little things. Uh, oh, I saw my kids walk. I guess kids walking is a big one. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, that's a big. I think I don't know. I the, it's so it sounds so stupid. The only the big things in life, the big decisions of my life have not felt like decisions. Hmm. And I think it hasn't even felt like a decision. And I think that's something I've noticed about myself. And I don't know if that's the right way to think, but there have been times where like almost when it's taken away from you and you kind of. Maybe it's just like making the best of whatever circumstances are dictated to you. Yeah. And then like that makes decisions easy. Uh, I, re- I read a quote on the way over here while we're doing this, Ooh, which is interesting, which was, if you have two choices and you take away one, you have no choices. And I was like, But I read it, it, was, it was, I read it uh, on the bus on the way here and I was like, that's so crazy. Like, that is. It, uh, so like if you have two choices, take one, you have zero. And it's like, that math it works. Uh, <laughs> so for like, I know like there are times where like, I, where it's just, it's, it's like an, it's an innate feeling, I think. Uh, and so, and there's also times where I think like, I thought I made a bad decision and then like you look back and you're like so grateful for it. Yeah. Ooh. And I think, I think that's happened more times than not. Like where something has, you, you've done something or like something hasn't happened, like, which isn't a decision or where a decision has been taken away from you. 
Uh, and then you look back and you go, oh, my life. Like, I'm so glad I, got, I didn't This past to. year, I got to do so many things as a result of this decision being taken away from me. Yeah. Well, how grateful am I that I didn't have to do that? And at the time, you're so miserable, and it works out great. Do you think part of that is out of a sense of self-preservation? Yes. We can't regret big choices yes. because if we did, then we'd be miserable? Well, no, I don't... Well. I think a little bit, but I do think like there's so many unhappy marriages out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's exactly that true. was going to be my counterpoint because and I And jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a I think there is a reasonable um, you know, a, a facet to that of like some things you just have to convince and that's probably that probably does have to do with why people get into those situations. Yeah. Like why you would get into a marriage that is ultimately like ends a divorce uh i i know there are probably plenty of people who wouldn't want to say that their marriage was unsuccessful uh because it ended also like successful like like either because it's like death to you so it's like successful such a weird thing because like let's say you have like i i've seen like i have a lot of friends recently who like whose parents are divorced but now like they all hang out get along it's like the stepmom comes over to the mom's house and it's like that's i feel like that's happening more and more and it's like, well, that's a success, man. Like, yeah. I feel like the wor- your goal in life is to make the world a smaller place. And you definitely and can't say that a marriage was a failure that produced, like, children yes. that you love. And if, you, if it was, like, Hitler, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like, maybe. So, but I would say that there is, like, there is truth to the idea that people convince themselves. There's something innately telling them that a huge decision is the right one. I to piggyback that, I think I would phrase it with when people say everything happens for a reason, mm. like I, I, that drives me absolutely insane. Yes. Because it, it definitely does not. But it's how you deal with your circumstances <laughs> and you choose to make it re- meaningful. Yeah. And so like if you choose to make it not meaningful, there's no reason to it. But you, 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 try, you, you make reason out of what you're given and then it feels like retro. there was. But see, that's, yes. what, that's what I mean. Because I, I feel like people construct a narrative that supports. Yeah, we all think we're the this we're holding Caulfield in Catching the Rye. We're like, snowflakes, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and when we melt, we flood oh, the yeah. world. <laughs> Global warming, and you call snowflakes? Interesting, interesting. Because <laughs> I think, I think a, uh, an important turning point for me, because I've struggled with decisions for so long, one of the things that I came to realize, and I, and I feel like I wish I could attribute this to someone, because I think there was someone who said, like, well, you know. I think and I, and I want to, like, I think, give it, I think it was me. Maybe uh, it was John. Maybe I said it to you. I don't Let, know. Maybe, you know what? Let's just say the, it. For the purpose of the story, yeah. it was John. Yeah. So, so, for record, yeah. I was making a decision, and um, I was struggling, and John was just happened to be there. It was really great. I was, like, you know, 13. Like, I, it's yeah. so cool that we've known each other this long. Yeah, I was 15. Um, uh, but, uh, they and, uh, and, John <laughs> and John said, well, you know, you'll never know which decision is right. So you just have to make one. And then whatever happens will happen and you'll deal with that when it comes. And I know, and that sounds so obvious. Obviously, yeah, like, it's, it's like, yeah. like but I still, can't believe someone had to break that down. I mean, especially John. I mean, I'm, I, I mean, because he's like a spider web. You know, he's going all around. I, the way I think is so romantic. And uh, all you God, robots out so there right. who don't think this way, I regret. The other thing is, though, like, you're, one of your examples that I think was before we were actually on mic recording was that like if you're at a restaurant and you decide what Legit. to eat then I, you always I have, regret it. I have it. never <laughs> ordered correctly at a restaurant. Never. But you could go back to the same restaurant get the other thing and be like you know what 
I was right the first time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. There, there's been one that's time. Like one of the only ones. There's been one time. Where I, can you see yeah. if that that's it. That was. is true. I guess I could. That's like the perfect case study. <laughs> I guess. I guess I need to go out to more restaurants. <laughs> yeah, try it. Uh, that's never. Ended. My friend Joe uh, Gennaro can relate to that very very strongly it, restaurants are like a true nightmare for him because he really? always will think that he should have gone with a thing he didn't go with so That's i mean decision making in general is t- we recently had five of us trying to decide whether a meeting should be in person or um uh over google hangout and uh Amazing. there two people said they wanted it to be a google hangout one person said they wanted it to be in person and the only two people left were me and my friend joe and i was like well Honestly, I would prefer to do it in person as well, but I cannot force Joe to be the tiebreaker as his friend. I know oh, that would funny. be a nightmare what, for him. What a good friend. <laughs> and I was like, so I don't mind doing a Google Hangout. And uh, I feel like I like shat on the person who, the other person who wanted it to be in person. But at the same time, because I knew it would be literal torture for him to... Be the, <laughs> be the decision maker. Well, I need to remedy this. Actually, so I need to be honest with you guys. I'm very good at making a decision at a menu because I look at it. It's too much. I just pick whatever. Oh. And then I regret it. That's so, funny. I, I never stare at it. Joe is definitely like a starer and a oh, go over I, my... If my waiter ha- or waitress has to go like, are you ready? I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't want you to work longer. <laughs> uh, I'll have that. Yeah. And I don't put any thought into That's it. That's funny. And it's all out of like, if I have to like tell them to like, oh, come back. I feel like they're like, what are you, what are you doing? It's just fucking food. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, no, I, 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 I make the wrong. I'm really good at making a decision. I'm just, it's wrong. <laughs> That's really funny. How do you feel like you approach a, a meal deciding process? I think that I usually have a pretty strong preference going into the restaurant, so it's not hard for me because you've also set boundaries for yourself, which I think makes the decision making. Oh, also, so I don't because I don't eat meat. That usually oh. eliminates seventy five percent of the. Meat. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, if you're only deciding between the vegetarian dishes. Yeah, it's usually like, do you want this one or this one? Right. Yeah, and one of them is bad. Yeah. <laughs> do you want the good one or the bad? Mushroom. Right. Or another mushroom. Yeah, <laughs> I guess funny. the other mushroom. <laughs> um, but I, I've I've have a new strategy in the last few <gasps> years for um, tackling decisions where you feel relatively indifferent. Ooh. And I feel like this is something that we encounter with, especially like, I don't know if you guys have this, but we, let's say you go home for the holidays and someone says, uh, "Let's go see a movie." Oh, yeah, everyone's sort of kicking it around, and I feel like at, at least in my family, one problem is everyone becomes very deferential. Mm. It's like, oh, I'm up for whatever. I'm yes. up for whatever becomes a very common thing. And then you know they're not. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole other thing because we'll a lot of times people are not up for whatever and they say they are. Yes. But what, what, what I, my new strategy is, and it's worked well, you can see it, is to say, um, I don't have a strong preference, but I'm happy to make the call if no one else will. And then I've, I've noticed that about that you. I try to always say I, that. If you were in my presence like more often, I would welcome that person in the like environment, I well, maybe in. maybe I should be in your presence Can we more often. Maybe I mean, try to. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I want to hang out too. <laughs> we did, we did you. Where should we hang out, Ash? Asher, you want to make this decision um, for us? I don't have a strong preference, but I'm happy to make. <laughs> Please make a decision. <laughs> Thank oh, you. God, I oh no, I've been my boss been called. Um, and I always go, I only have strong preferences, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm happy to make a decision. See, and that that will drive me insane. Like <laughs> if <laughs> if you don't want to make the decision, but you are obviously uh, the I, one that and has I have the most stipulations. I can't speak for everyone. I've definitely been that person. I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. And they're like, oh, we're doing that. 
We're yeah. doing that. Oh, great. Oh, but yeah. We're seeing La La Land. Great. Okay, sure. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, we, we hang out once a year. Let, let's sit. In, let's go see La La Land. Sure. Just two right. hours of my life. I'll never get sure. There. Great. Right. Yeah. Why not? Right. Let's see that right now. In 2017. Let's see La La Land. Great. That's <laughs> so funny. Um, do you guys feel like there we're circling the bases? Uh, okay. All right. Here we go. Do you feel like there's anything you would be remiss to not mention? Uh, I'm gonna ask one more question that will tie in the kind of creative <sighs> stuff. Ooh. But before I do that. Um, cause I know we wanted to talk about that as an aspect of this. Um, is there anything you feel like you would be remiss to not mention where this topic is concerned? John? No, I honestly, I don't have, I don't have a strong preference, but I'm, no, uh, I honestly, <laughs> no, cause I feel like I came into this again. That's making a decision. Uh, I feel like coming into this, I was like, oh, this can be really fun to explore. Mm. I, I had no like set. No, no. Like, okay. And I had a pretty specific agenda, but we followed it closely. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun. Uh, last question. How do you guys feel like your uh, intrigue into the decision-making process has influenced you creatively? And if you'd like to speak to uh, how it influences your life in general as a bigger picture, you can do that as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say one thing to kick it off, Thank which you. is in improv, I have found that in the sh- in shows where I'm not having as much fun, it's y- I, if I if I think about it in the moment, it's because I haven't made a strong choice yet. Ooh. And I I it's not that's not always why, but I mm-hmm. think that's a big reason. So I feel like a lot of times in um when I'm coaching or you know in a sh- or whatever and there's a, a scene that's struggling. I think a lot of times it's because someone hasn't made a, a call. I totally agree with you. Um, yes. And especially because improv is so about connecting with your partner, there's that deferential thing that comes up again mm. where you're, it's all about trying to like make sure are we on the same page? Yes. Am I doing what you were trying to accomplish when you initiated this scene? All these things. And so when everyone's being so deferential, no one's making a call, it, be, it becomes work to try to figure it out instead yes. of fun, which yes. happens after you make the call. Yeah. So I think, I think with improv, that's how it relates to me. But what do that, you guys I think? I mean, that's pretty, I can't prove them on, that's pretty spot on. That really resonates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're naturally sensitive in like the purest form of the word. Like I feel like we are like sensitive, to, like when someone's like looks, like someone could look away in a scene or you could be doing a scene and someone on the side can like look at the ground and you'll be like, I'm boring. Like you're, you'll, you'll take in that input. And I think we don't realize like, I mean, I always joke around like at the end of a show, if it's 10 people in a group and one person goes, didn't enjoy it. Right. All nine people think it's their fault. Yes. Yes. And I feel like there's a sensitivity built into it. So like in terms of being deferential, that's definitely it. And I I will say like, it's all about making a decision and it's all about like just, connecting emotion to whatever it is it is just like whatever you're gonna say it's like water park like you know what i mean and it's like (laughs) that's what it is like it's and i think that helps a lot i also feel like improv helps people who don't like to make decisions because like you're not rehearsing the same play for like you know you're not going to waste eight months of your life yeah with something Mm. you don't enjoy like if you get to do five shows uh, a week you get to play 25 characters and i know we're like, it's like broad characters but i really think that's like appealing and if it's like and if a scene doesn't go well you can just try again yeah. which is really cool and also just to rewind just for a moment to what you said um about it's not about what you it's not about what you it's like infusing things with emotion i think that kind of ties back to 
the whole idea, I mean, there might not be meaning in the world, but it's what you choose to infuse with meaning. Yes. I feel like that's the same thing in life as I it totally is in the agree. scene. Oh. It's like, I, I mean, our friend Brendan Down, we we're talking about something and I was like, I think it was like someone and it was like, I was annoyed by something someone did. And he was, and he was like, oh, I just consider that like, that's like Kramer. Like, you know, like <laughs> he, he just like, whoever we're it was just like, that's my, like, and it was just like, it's like charming to me. Like, it's like, it's like, I just find this like, that's really like, funny. this is like the, my funny eccentric thing that happens. That and like, it, he just buys it as so oh, inherent yeah. in that person's yeah. personality that And if there's a curveball it. thrown, it's like, that's the most charming thing. Everyone throws me fastballs. This is a curveball. I love it. Like, and I was like, that is so tr- like, it, it's that easy. Like, yeah, just my mom always says, she, my mom and dad never fight. I've never seen them fight in like 35 years. And it's. That's crazy. And, I was like, that's and truly it's, insane. And it's truly because like they, they always say, we choose to find each other charming. <gasps> and it's like, my dad does stuff that annoys me. And it, my mom loves it. And my, you've got to so have them on the show it, it, to talk about this. And, and, it's, I would so, love and that. it's so fascinating. But like, I now as an adult, I have like a, a little bit of appreciation for it. It's right. Like, but it's like, oh, that's so true. Like, it's yeah. so much like, it's. Oh, I love that. Like, yes, God. Yeah, you, you'll spend your life with a person who you convince their farts smell Oh, my good. God. <laughs> and, so, and, and, and to go back with the creative thing, I think the I think when you get a... I think longevity helps build that. Yes. And so, oh, like, I totally I agree. I feel like, unfortunately, like, teams aren't... Or groups aren't together for that long. And the groups that are, like... They know each other's like you, yes. said, you said Clayton and I. I would have never thought I've been on a team with Clayton for seven years, and I would never thought he would talk about sex on a podcast. And like, but like, that's <laughs> so charming to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and that's definitely like it, it was. It never felt like something where, um, in the process, I was like, ew. He like, doesn't feel I like never, a predator. It you know? didn't feel. Yeah. It didn't feel like that. And I th- feel like the conversation itself doesn't feel like that either. No. I, but I, I do feel like when you're in creativity, when you're given a chance to like get to know each other and make mistakes, and I take it back, benefit of the doubt. <laughs> it's Ooh, benefit of the doubt. Yes. Like yeah. you choose to find, you, like you could say something that's like, oh, like, like you could read it as like, that's kind of offensive. But I know Asher, and I've known him for years, and so I'm I'm not even going to think about it. Right. And I'm not going to judge him or think. You know. And I feel but like people that you don't know, it your trigger is yes. to go like, oh, that is to be outrageous. That to be outraged. I can't believe because this monster said that. Oh my, yeah. And I do feel like it's a, it's it, for so long people have been really loose with the words they've said. Yeah. And the power they have. And yes. so I think like this outrage and vitriol is like warranted. Yes. But I do feel like creativity. So how does it with decision? Like I feel like benefit of the doubt is really amazing. And I feel like uh, when someone does a move that you don't agree with, it's like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know what their life is. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I need, I, I did, I've done a past horrible job doing that. And I feel like that's always like, it's always when you're in a show not having fun. It's always something that you can just kind of choose to do. And I kind of love the way you phrased it with your parents because it wasn't that they choose to tolerate each other or choose to not make it a big deal or anything. It was no. we choose to find each other charming. Yeah, I think that's such a that's it's an a important difference. Yeah, yeah, it really it really is. It's I, I do and I do believe that my mom is like doesn't plan a thing. Like she's very much like me. Like she just like loses a thousand dollars and then like someone like mails it back to her and she's like oh well, that's, that's lucky like, <laughs> yeah. oh like truly like whatever happens to like she, like what, she'll go through like she'll go to like through customs like lose her passport and they'll be like right this way like she's like oh i taught your <laughs> your son here come this way right. and so like my dad like, and my dad's like uh 
there it is. The rules of physics do not apply to her. That's yeah. so funny because my boyfriend will also get mad at me for stuff like that. Where like if you know we have to make a quick connection oh, on a flight or something, I couldn't care less. Like I'm not worried about it because even if we don't oh, make it, there's another flight after it, and I, I don't care that. at all. And he like. It makes his like blood boil that I am not worried. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, oh. and I like envy his anxiety because it like drives him more fo- in a more focused way. I love instead that. of me being like, ah, we'll get there when we but, get like, there. Together, yeah. that's like the perfect human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think we tried to meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, my, uh, my, I'm like very messy. It, mm-hmm. Like uh, sometimes my girl will come over, will help clean, help me clean up, and mm-hmm. she'll find like goldfish around my bed, which is like <laughs> gross. But she goes, but. "Oh, he's eating." <laughs> and so like to her, it's like a positive. Like she's like, "I'm so happy he's eating," and it's like that's, so that's unbelievable. Like I uh, feel like in the improv world, in my experience, the person who sums up what you're describing perfectly in terms of like there's so many people who could look at it and go that would be infuriating but you just have to make the decision to go that is so charming i oh, love it let's who, who you're thinking of danny grow oh that makes sense. Daniel. I intru- no he, i don't i don't get him and i <laughs> i don't what is it? i don't i don't i don't understand it it's like it's not he's not he's not listening to me he's doing a one-man show i have right. no idea i haven't seen him in years he's yeah, great but uh, yeah I, I mean he's been in new york for a while but we were on a playground team together and that absolutely became what it had to be like and and not because he was doing it with any ill will but he was the one who was having the most fun out of anyone on stage and if we were so also sincere. going to have any remote amount of that much fun it meant that we went along for the ride yeah and not even that he you know like i feel like people would look at it and be like oh what a fucking steamroller like fucking guy just wants got such a big ego like wants all the it's not malicious no no it's that he wants to rhyme and okay, like. Oh, okay, but devil's advocate. <laughs> I love that rhyme was the first. Thing I know he likes to rhyme. And <laughs> I mean, he's power looking slam. to rhyme. Uh, let's see. Uh, so oh, here's I I agree with you on that. I think that's like the perfect example. But just because it's not malicious doesn't mean it's not. You know what I mean? Like I totally the absence of malicious isn't the pre- uh, of malice isn't right. the presence of good. Like yes. And so like, could I? I wonder if not not. If someone who has that that force of personality, if they were able to meet their partner halfway, mm. like would like well, I, I you know what I mean like yeah again th- he probably does that this is I've no this is not a, a yeah 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 but I'm, I'm interested in like that those st- so strong personalities if there's one where it's like meet uh, where both exist at the same time I don't know if that exists yeah or, I feel or like can it exist I don't even know I yeah I don't I don't know either but I do feel like you know for there were going to be people who were never going to want to play with that no. type of personality oh they're gonna miss out it's so fun and like I agree with you from the perspective of someone who did it and had so a blast fun. doing it it may not have been like the thing that is my driving force in improv but it was a fucking great time and I ne- and that's why we're at that's our goals right Goals are arbitrary. It's just about having a good time. We're just having a good time. I totally, yeah. Well. And I think that you can choose to have a good time. I think so too. So I, I think do too. If I were to say like the sort of like big picture thing, I think what I would like to do more than I currently do is make strong decisions and feel confident in them and feel happy that I made the decision I made no matter what. Mm. Yeah. And, but also being nimble enough to change it a decision once you've encountered yeah. new, new evidence. And I have a, so and I, and I don't think it's blindly just being like I'm happy now, I'm happy. But I do think it's like <laughs> if you're not happy, realize 
make like, a new eva- choice. Evaluating wh- or like evaluating mm. why these preferences, mm. like, like yeah. your, if your preferences have changed. Like, yes, yeah, yes, because that. Oof, that's another thing that uh, my significant other says a lot is like, well, you're unhappy in this situation, but you haven't done anything to change it. Whoa. Like, wow. wow. Well, that, that's like a, that's like a razor blade. I mean, I that is oh my God. Just a it sounds harsh, but, no, but that's a, it's that's, always when I need to hear also that. Also, like, what a, what a really nice partner to have. He's <laughs> the best. I know I said he was really stupid earlier and had a lot of RAM, but yeah. not a lot of memory, but he's actually very smart. And all the RAM makes his brain go, well, this is the problem. Here's the way to fix it. That's really nice. See, I think, and, and I, I love that because I feel like in, what I was trying to get to before, and I did not do it well, is, <laughs> is to say that indecision feels like the only wrong choice. Yeah. So it's like, so long as you're making a call, then you can always change it later. But yes. choosing to not make a decision feels like the only consistently bad thing it seems to like, do. It seems like a cop-out. Yeah. It seems like uh, you're not playing your part. It's kind of like um, if you ever think about like, you know, am I in the right career? Am I c- pursuing the right project? No. Whatever it is. No. First of all, the answer is no. <laughs> no, but the um, I feel like so long as you're running headstrong towards something, you can always change and keep running into another in another direction. But if you're just standing still, not running at all, it's really hard to start running. Whoa. Oh my. Uh, yes. Do, did you guys ever see that thirty for thirty with Jim Valvano? He's I like, have not seen it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was like, like you started that he, sentence, and I didn't like this, know how he, it was going to end. He's like this, like really, no. really good coach for the NC State. But anyway, he had he gave the speech. He died of cancer, but he gave the speech of like, and it was just like nothing great has ever been accomplished without enthusiasm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Ooh. I love uh, that. And he was like, I love and that I think, too. Like, yeah. I, think, I think Ralph Waldo Emerson like is attributed to that quote or something, uh, and it's like. It takes great enthusiasm to to do anything that's it's like remotely hard to do or yeah. difficult. And he, he, it's like, why wouldn't you be enthusiastic about the, these hard challenges? Like, it's like how great, like, be so grateful that it is hard. Wow. Like, and it's like, I mean, he and he even talked like so. It's the first practice of, of his of of the every year for college, they practice cutting down the nets, which is when you win the championship, they cut down the nets. And he was like, no, you have to learn how this feels like because you have to like actualize this i got chills when he said that. oh my gosh so cool and so the first practice they're on each other's uh shoulders and they're cutting down nets to see what it feels like so they know what it feels like whoa so they're so when they do it it's not the first time they do it whoa which literally act like you've been there before it sounds like so (laughs) stupid but like why like what's the harm i guess my judgment is like that's stupid like and it's like but why right why wouldn't you do that yeah it's a fucking like you know however much nets cost yeah or like (laughs) and the 10 minutes out of practice it takes like but it's like oh i and i think uh not being enthusiastic is is self-preservation if you fail so like yes so so i i I feel like I, i i'm very guilty of like oh i didn't care that much anyway so it's not a big deal or like when you don't get one goal real thinking it's the only goal yeah, and I feel like that's a big, tr- but like being cynical about something is a way to couch your coping with what, however your circumstances are—not failure or success, just your current situation with something. To, I, to be cynical, I feel like is to absolutely agree with you. Is 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 like a barrier, and I feel like like it's. So, I've been seeing a lot of like people like just being like improv's like a punchline, mm-hmm. and it's like I get it, that's funny, mm-hmm. but it's like, but why? Like it's just, it, has it hurt you? Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's given you your best friends. Like yes. I'm always like really amazed of like you're hit you're hitting the thing that like gave you like your husband and like you're you're like it's like it gave you your community. I do so feel I, like I understand there's, there's a big there's uh, faults for a, sure. like layer of salty 
and it think around it's, a lot. And I get it. Like it's new. But like I think you should make fun of everything. Like, we, like yeah. No, there's no idols that you should that should be untouched or unscathed. Right. But I'm always very interested in that. Like. And maybe I'm like reading too far into it. Maybe there's nothing to it. But, but I, like, I think that what you said about like uh, uh, not having enough enthusiasm is self-preservation. And I feel like that comes from the same place. It's like exerting that you don't care about something or that something is uh, uh, inconsequential is a way to, uh, you know, preserve yourself against it. Worm miming. <laughs> there's, I forget who it is. Someone said that they always, whenever they're, pursuing a new project they always sell it as if it's the best idea mm. and he was like i've been accused of being disingenuous because how can everything be the best idea and he says well i'm in the moment i'm not lying i do honestly think it's the best idea and then if it doesn't work out or it's, it's it gets bad or doesn't work then i'm like okay i guess it wasn't the best idea but i do have the best idea now so oh, i love that. By, that's by, wonderful but he's guaranteed to always be enthusiastically pursuing something because he's treating everything as if it's the best but again, being nimble enough to acknowledge when it's not being—that's the tough part. I know. That enthusiastic and nimble. Part. Enthusiastic and nimble. Enthusiastic and nimble. Enthusiastic and nimble. And, okay. Enthusiastic and nimble. This is a vocal exercise. This is a vocal <laughs> exercise. <laughs> yes, 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 queens. Um, gentlemen, I feel very confident that we could continue to do this beyond the point that we've reached. But I also feel like we've reached a great stopping point. Thank you. I agree. It and that's really a wonder. Uh, thank you for making that decision. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Because I we could have gone all night. Indecision. You're really welcome. Well, uh, the things that led me into making that decision are, I have to go, and also I very much have to use the restroom. I do so. too. Me too. <laughs> I just wanted to vocally, you know, if we're gonna talk about decision making, I'm nimble enough to go to the bathroom. That's yeah. why I made my decision. Thank you both so much thank for you being for here. Thank, thank you so thank you. much. This for truly was us. a joy. Like, yeah. So thank you. I loved it. Uh, uh, the process of not um, being able to make a decision and having to change plans led to oh, a yeah. wonderful spot. So thank you for being so nimble to change plans. Uh, nimble and enthusiastic. It was my pleasure, and I did so with enthusiasm. <sighs> this <laughs> was love- so fun. Now play the speech of that basketball guy over the credits. Oh yeah, okay. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I imagine that's there. Um, I love you both, and I mean that. I love you, Thank I you love so you much. Both too. This was I love you always. This has been a Nerdalogs production. If you'd like to help make more things like this, please visit patreon.com slash nerdalogs to donate today. And go to www.nerdalogs.com for more cool stuff. Thanks for being awesome. Thank you all. Thank you all. I am Grabbot23548X.